Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. A continuación, Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a la comunidad latina. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. Voices in Action, the truth in action. Now, con ustedes, Jenny Ibarra. Good day, whatever you are. Thank you for being with us here in Voces en Acción one more time. I'm your host, Jenny Rosales, and I ha- I'm glad today. I want to have so much fun today. Um, I, first of all, before having fun, I have to thank, for me having fun, I have to thank First Financial Bank. I'm serious. They are an amazing bank. They have been with us for the ninth, from since, since 1900s, and they have been catering our community, helping us grow, and Conroe is growing by the minute right now, and Montgomery and in First Financial Bank is making it uh, so we can go ahead and, and produce and be able to be uh, uh, exact, exact on our finances, anything that from is lending us from uh, to buy a house or uh, doing any type of uh, improvements, uh, or at the same time, we can do, you know, borrow for our schools, for our kids, uh, but they have a plan now, and lately they created, like I've been telling all these months, a plan to help and assist those people that have no, uh, they don't have a social security, and they're in the process of immigration, and they have an ITIN number. Those people are, are able to get a loan with First Financial Bank to buy a house, if that's what your dream is, to buy your, your, your next project for probably this business, they can help you with it. Contact them. It's 936-439-1800, 936-439-1800, and I'm dyslectic right now because I just drink some nice tea that my guest brought me, and uh, we're going to talk to her. Her name is Allison Carterholt, Carterholt, I'm sorry, and she's, and I, well, you know, we're good friends, but I always have problems with the pronunciation of this, or her last name for some reason. Um... Buenas tardes, buenos días, donde quiera que usted esté. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Estamos, hoy estoy súper relajada, súper animada, súper feliz porque básicamente tengo la oportunidad de tener una amiga en el show, una persona que está trabajando con la comunidad y nos está ayudando. Pero antes de eso, quiero darles gracias a First Financial Bank por estar con nosotros, por ayudarnos, por asistirnos, por compartir con nosotros estos tiempos donde yo puedo dedicarme a darles a ustedes la información. First Financial Bank está con nosotros en 1900. Están aquí para quedarse, están aquí para ayudarnos, están ayudando a Conro crecer, están ayudando a todos nosotros a poder tener un mejor financiamiento con nuestra economía. Personal Bank le ayuda a usted a abrir su cuenta de banco, de savings, lo que usted quiera, préstamos de estudiantiles. Pero principalmente Personal Bank está ayudando también a aquellas personas que no tienen sino un ITIN number. 
ellos no tienen seguros sociales, pero quieren comprar una casa porque tienen el dinero y tienen la habilidad de poder poder este, pedir un préstamo, automáticamente First Financial Bank está haciendo este, 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 este sueño americano de comprar una casa a los que no tenemos, los que no tienen pues el, el seguro social. Contáctelos, contacte a la señora Susie Woods al 936-439-1800, 936-439-1800. Estoy disléctica. Pido disculpas por eso pero de todos modos me voy a reír porque estoy feliz. Este, tengo a una amiga, se llama Alison Carterbolt, y ella está con nosotros. Ella es dueña de lo que se llama City, Control City Lifestyle Magazine, y ella, viene, ella es publicadora. Es una periodista de muchos años, reconocida, y está con nosotros para ayudarnos a entender muchas cosas. Primero que todo vamos a hablar sobre el negocio, sobre la vida de ella y sobre lo que está pasando en estos momentos con lo que se llama el sistema de comunicación de todo el mundo, de cómo estamos tan afectados, de que no entendemos la verdad y que creemos que la verdad es verdad y la verdad es mentira. Vamos a hablar sobre eso un poco. Thank you so much for being with me. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to You're come in. Yeah. That I want to like every every day just call you and just go out and drink <laughs> out, drink a cup of wine like I did last time and just relax because you understand what we're going through right now. <laughs> And I really appreciate your, your commitment towards the community, your Thank commitment you. towards me and to, you know, whatever, but every, every time I just, I just glow when I see you, you know, we're, we're friends. You're too nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Of course. Well, we're going to start like, you know, Hispanic people would tend to be very noisy. We want to know who is Alison and what she's doing. And, you know, if you're married, if you have family, okay. you know, how do you start this business? What is it that you're doing? What is it that you're catering on? And how can we, we as Hispanic can help you on the same thing. How can you, you know, get engaged with our community? Because that's the main thing, you okay. know, and getting engaged with, you know, business owners that are wanting, they're, they're wanting to buy a page in your magazine and help, you know, promote their business. You know? Of course. Yeah. I, uh, So where to start? It's a long, it's a long, long and trail. Story. It's a long trail. <laughs> uh, so my family moved here in 2020, and we came from Cleveland, Ohio, but that's not where we started from. We started out, my husband and I met at the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho. In Idaho. In wow. In Idaho, yes. Wow. That's, that's, that's where that's our cool. story begins. A lot of potatoes <laughs> over there, am I right? <laughs> yeah, so we're up in the northern panhandle part of, of Idaho. Uh, Idaho. So, yeah, two states. I like those states with those the panhandles. Two, exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, we, we were, you know, college kids, and mm -hmm. we met there and grew up there both of us exactly and and honestly it's really kind of funny we have been all over the country since for his job and I both of us love it here because it's the most like the people not the topography not you know but uh -huh. the people are the most like the similar they're the most similar, the as, similar far, okay. yeah. as far as the open openness and you know welcoming and just the way they do business you know okay. uh, it's very Texas similar way. yeah and so we're like love it basically Alison nació y se crió en Idaho okay es donde ella es del área norte del panhandle de Idaho o sea la, la ramita de Idaho ahí conoció a su esposo eh, se enamoró se casó y comenzó a emigrar. Le gusta el lado, el lado de los estados por acá. Ella le gusta mucho. Se vino para acá, en el 2020 se vino para acá. Él todo está en Texas porque le gusta Texas. Dice que le gusta esta área de Montgomery y le fascina porque no por la 
lo que es lo físico, lo que podemos ver, sino cómo es la persona, el tejano, cómo es de cálido. Eso es lo que le gusta a ella. Y su historia comenzó desde allá para acá. O sea, you went from Idaho to Illinois. Oh, so no, okay. not directly. So we went from Idaho, Idaho to the Portland, Oregon area. Oregon and then to, to San Francisco, San Francisco California. And then, then to, to New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Okay, and she then to Cle then to Pittsburgh, then to Cleveland. And okay, then ella ha estado por todos lados. Esa mujer vino desde Idaho y después vino a Oregon y después subió a San Francisco y de ahí se vio. Ha, ha estado por todos lados en los Estados Unidos. But that's good because you get to know a lot of people and you yes. get to know a lot of things and you're able to understand the love of the American country. Yeah, we've literally lived now coast to coast and border to border. You know, all, all the states that we've been to, and all of them have been different, but all of them have been very, they're, you know, every place has something good a about challenge. it. And if you want to learn that, if you go in with the attitude of finding what's good about that place, and that's what you'll do. Dice que ella ha estado básicamente en todos los estados que él ha estado tocado trabajando porque el marido trabaja, él lo mueven. Ella le dice que lo que ella ha apreciado es que cada estado tiene su uniqueness, la, su identificación propia, donde uno, si usted quiere hacer lo mejor de su vida en ese estado, lo puede hacer. Y eso es lo que ella vi, ha venido haciendo todos estos años. So you're planning to stay here, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. Nope. Okay, nope. that's good. We're I'm done. not going anywhere. We're, so. we're done. <laughs> we're done. Yeah. Oh, no, you're coming with me to Panama to visit. That's <laughs> oh, what we're going to okay. do. Yeah. I can do that. I can go visit other places. <laughs> But yeah, we still have family in Idaho. In Idaho, And that's if good. if I feel like, oh, it's too hot, I can go visit. Okay, you can, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> But good. No, we, we are very happy here. Yeah. Okay. El Alison. Yeah. The Hispanic community is dear to your heart, and I know that, mm -hmm. because the way you talk to me, the way I see you, I can feel it. You don't have to just portray. You, you're, you're an honest American girl that loves anybody, not yeah. only the Hispanic community, but yeah. anybody that is coming from another country, another language, another culture. You look, you're the person that you like to learn other cultures. Yes, and oh, absolutely. Exactly. And then, yes. of course, the Hispanics are like kind of, I, I love, I'm fascinated. I love to just sit here and listen to you translate. And one of the things I want to do is learn more Spanish now that I'm here. So if you have ideas on how conversational, because uh -huh. I, I have a little bit of dyslexia and learning new language. I'm dyslexic, so don't worry. And yeah, so yeah, I, I, would, I would love that. I would love to be able to speak more Spanish. You have traveled the world? Uh, parts of it. Parts I haven't, of it. I, have not, I haven't been to Europe. I've done more the Pacific Rim. Okay. Um, because okay. I was, you know, based on the the West Coast, the West Coast. and so uh, mm -hmm. you know, and some some of it for work, Sorry. and and some for some for pleasure, but most. And you're work. a journalist. Yeah. Well, at heart, I I was for many years. Okay. I am not acting in that capacity now. Okay. Uh -huh. Um, but I still. Uh, do you do, miss it? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, I love learning about people. Exactly. And I love learning their stories. Exactly. And no other business lets you do that. It'd be, you know, you said uh, Hispanic culture is nosy. Well, I guess I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I love to learn about people. Le estoy preguntando porque ella... Eh, en la manera de ella, de, la, de su senso, de la manera de... Nosotros tenemos un aura, todos tenemos un aura, yo siempre pienso en eso, y la manera de ella, ella es bien una persona con la que usted puede sentir que realmente tiene un corazón grandísimo, que puede amar a muchas personas, que puede amar cada cultura. Ella ha viajado mucho, una persona muy sabia. Ella ha viajado básicamente en el, en el área 
pacífica, he viajado a varios lugares refiriéndose al trabajo que ella era, porque ella era, era periodista, entonces trabajaba como periodista y le gustaba saber la historia de cada persona. Entonces, el, 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 como periodista, ella aprendió diferentes culturas y dice que quiere aprender un poquito más español para conversarlo, que ahorita quiere estar con... Digo, I'm going to teach you Spanish. <risa> le, para tener un poquito más de español conversacional. Pero dice que eh, le gusta nuestra cultura y quiere realmente acoplarse con todo, porque le gusta, es una persona muy... En la manera como ella escribe, así en your writing, so the way you write... It makes me feel acquainted with that. I, I, for, I forgot to ask you to bring one of your... The, do you have a... You don't a have magazine? One. Yes, oh, do you have sure. a magazine? Okay. Ella, eh, la, ella escribe tan bonito. Eh, y como, claro, como periodista, eh, automáticamente podemos ver claramente que el trabajo de ella es profesional. Eh, voy a decirlo claramente. Allison es dueña de una corporación con el nombre de Life eh, Conroe Lifestyle Magazine. Ok, ella trabaja en esto. Eso es lo que hace. Ella trabaja con esto. Este es el del mes de, este, ¿cómo se llama? This is April. Yeah. El mes the, de abril. Y básicamente ella publica diferentes artículos, trabaja con la comunidad, presenta cosas que, que hay en el área de, de, de Montgomery para que la persona atienda eventos, todo, 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 todo. Eh, negocios que quieran, eh, que quieran por lo menos aquí, este PowerPro, la com compró la página para, para sus, este, eh, eh, ¿cómo se llama? Eh, ads, y eh, también tienen de toda clase de cosas, la lista de eventos, todo. Ella tiene un grupo con ella trabajando, y eso es lo que ella hace. Y me llamó la atención, porque usualmente no tengo ningún tipo de, eh, de eh, ¿cómo se revistas que vengan al show para que hablen con nosotros al referente de su trabajo. Y ella como periodista me llamó mucha atención porque la conocí como parte del grupo de mujeres de en pequeñas empresas aquí en Conro. Y desde ese entonces hablo con ella constantemente. Eh, Alison está bien preparada y nos vamos a hablar ahora sobre lo que está pasando eh, con este un poco con lo, con lo que es la media, o sea, el sistema de, de comunicación de todo el mundo y qué nos está afectando y qué no nos está afectando. Pero eh, Alison está eh, tratando también, yo estoy, de promover todos los, todos los artículos que ya tengan. How many people are receiving this? Is this something that you can pick up from somewhere or they, you know, they're, they can call you and give you the address and you can start mailing it? Do you sell it? What? Can you yeah, tell us? You don't have to buy it. Okay. No it, tiene que comprarla. And it goes into people's homes, uh -huh. but there are about 6,500 homes that it goes into. Uh -huh. I also, um, I give some copies to the Chamber of Commerce. Uh -huh. So that's, a, you know, if you want to pick them up, uh -huh. that's a central place you can do it. En la cama it de comercio. Um, it's not what they call a stacked magazine. Uh -huh. Stacked magazines are in grocery stores and things. So this will go probably to doctor's offices they, and things does, like that. Yeah, they do. Okay, they do. Okay. Yeah. So, but not into grocery stores where you pick them up. That's called a stack magazine. Conroe City Lifestyle, usted lo va a conseguir. Eh, quizás le llega a su casa. Quizás no le llega, o sea, dependiendo del área eh, donde usted vive. Eh, la puede recoger en las cámaras de comercio de aquí del condado. Ellas tienen, van a recibirlas, la reciben. Y también en, la puede ver quizás en la oficina de su doctor o en la oficina de su dentista. Lo puede ver, porque ella, muchos dentistas, muchos doctores, ella pasa la, el magazine para que vean. Pero vale la pena que, que en este mundo tan atrajado, 
no estemos en el internet y tengamos este tipo de cosas. You um, can't, if, if people, if they go to the website and uh -huh. send me an email with their address, uh -huh. I can put them on the list. También, usted se puede meter en el email de ellos que es www.conrocitylifestyle.com <laughs> Automáticamente se mete allí y usted puede sacar y poner su número de teléfono, su dirección, su información y ella le manda la copia de, 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 de las lo, lo imprime mensualmente, ¿ok? Para que usted pueda estar al día con las cosas que pasaron en Conro y las cosas que usted puede, que están en el área de Montgomery, eventos, etcétera, etcétera. Y si usted quiere comprar algún tipo de, de, de propaganda, I know Miss, Miss Gregory, she said amazing, mm -hmm. for, eh, por lo menos muchas realtors, la señora Lisa Gregory, yo la conozco, ella eh, me ayudó a vender mi casa una vez y Lisa Gregory, eh, eh, le compró a la señora este, Allison un page completamente de, 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 de su ad. Lo puede hacer usted si usted lo desea. She sold my house. Did <laughs> she? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lisa's Many great. Years ago. She, she uh, saw her last night. She came out to Taste Fest. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, I want to, I want to, what makes you? I want to know what makes you. Do this? Do this. Because this is a lot of information that you gather, mm -hmm. a lot of work that you put in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not it's not being paid, but you, but you love your job, and mm -hmm. I know that. And uh, you gather so many things and so much information in a short period of time. Yeah, I and couldn't, couldn't do it without my editor, Margie Taylor. Ah, my good. mentor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be Margie in it. So, yes, because uh, she has invaluable resources. People already know her where I have to get to know everyone. And so it was very important for me. I will not to bring say anything, on. but I'm going to say she's the woman with the ace on her arm. She's a she's dynamo. Amazing. She's, she's, she's amazing. <laughs> it's not because of being my mentor, and I'm here because of her. I owe her a lot. The same thing at Dick Sisler, our producer. Um, for them, they're my team. You know, they've, they've been, in, you know, I think uh, yesterday they, they asked me, somebody, so how do you feel about working with Dick Sisler? I said, what are you talking about? That man, is he's my man. After his wife, I'm the second one. <laughs> I keep telling him. I keep a work him. wife? Be yeah, a work wife. Because, see, they, him and, and, and Margie and me, we kind of like, the community means a lot for us. Yes. And regardless of what it is, whether it's mm -hmm. you're Hispanic or you're American, the community means a lot for us. And seeing you that you're joining us in this venue and knowing now that 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 margin working with you um it is amazing estoy hablando sobre quién la ayuda y resulta ser que la mentor mía la señora margie taylor es la que está trabajando con ella para editar la, la edita las partes de todos los reportes del y tiene historiales muy bonitos muchas cosas de comida sobre animales o sea a safari, mire qué lindo, búsquela para que le lea a sus hijos. Estamos acostumbrados a tener todo en el internet y no nos damos cuenta de las cosas que están pasando. Margie Taylor, ella se encarga de trabajar y editar esto junto con ella y trabajar en la, en la, en la, en la, en la revista. Eh, si no fuera por Margie Taylor y si no fuera por Dick Sisler, que es mi productor, yo no, estaría, yo no podría tener la oportunidad de traerle a ustedes la información para que dejen de ver el internet y comiencen a, a, ver, a leer las la revistas. The, the main reason is that we're so used of having everything, internet or reading on forums, and we don't want to pick up a book and read. You know what? It's really funny that you say that because I just received um, an email from another publisher, and it was a study that was uh, an article about a study done at Harvard saying that 
you know, everything kind of has its time and every th- what's old is new again. Exactly. And there is a resurgence in people wanting, you know, printed printed things. I, you, we stopped. You know, and I was reading, I'm doing a project for college, and and basically uh, it was at the beginnings with Plateau was learning from Socrates, and Plateau was all up to new ideas and media, and, blah, blah, blah. and Socrates was the old grumpy guy, and Socrates <laughs> like, yes. you know, you guys, the media is going to damage the whole situation, and I'm like, can you imagine back then? Yeah. And now it is happening. Cy- Basically, cycle. all the internet and stuff, and people have forgotten of picking up a good book or a good magazine and reading an article that will make you say, "Wow, I yeah. didn't know that." It was. It's like my 24-year-old. She tells me she has just rediscovered books. Tact. You know, she goes, "I love to feel. I love to read them." You know, it. It's kind of like. Because the internet is so fast and it moves so fast at us and this world is moving so quickly, um, sometimes you just got to unplug and sit down and concentrate on one thing at a time, right? And, exactly. And let your brain kind of settle and, and read. Well, and thanks to Laura, that. I'm in college and the books that they're sending me, I'm able to read them because mm-hmm. I'm very, not all the time, I cannot be all the time at, 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 the, at the computer, but there's so many books and I just go ahead and ask for the books for the class because it's easier for mm-hmm. me to just read a book versus just being in the computer the Looking whole time. Looking at a flat screen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Le digo que estamos olvidándonos de lo básico. Estamos tan internetizados lo voy a poner de esa manera, donde todo es fácil, todo es rápido, y nos estamos olvidando nuevamente del de sentimiento de agarrar un libro o agarrar una, una revista y leer un artículo que pueda que nos llame la atención y que diga, ay, qué interesante saber que esto está escrito, escrito y está en, ha sido impreso. Y resulta ser que dice que una de las personas que estaban haciendo una, una, una investigación en una de las universidades de los Estados Unidos, llegaron a la conclusión de que ya en este momento el ser humano está dándose cuenta que necesita volver a lo que es la imprenta. La imprenta de periódicos, la imprenta de, de, de revistas, la imprenta de papeles o de artículos, porque necesitamos sentir que estamos leyendo algo en vez de estar todo el tiempo pegados a la televisión o a la computadora o a la tableta o al celular. Estamos completamente integrados a una máquina que nos dirige mentalmente y células que hasta son dañinas en nuestro cerebro. Um, I'm telling them basically that we're so used to the internet, the cables, you know, everything, the TV, and the waves of the, 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 of the cellular, the waves of the, the, of the tablet. Those are impacting our brain and people getting even cancer and getting sick because of that. Instead of there's, reading and going back some, to... Yeah, there's the, some to that, yeah. There's some to that. And, you know, we cannot blame everything, but there's always no. something. Yeah, even there's... even walking out right now is yeah, risky. We, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of times you just say, oh, I'm just going to stay home. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Alison, do you yes. have a daughter? I have two daughters. Two daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay, one is 24, you just told me. Yeah, she's going to turn 24 on May 15th. That's Baby. A, so we're just beginning our birthday month. So my oldest one, all of our birthdays are in one within one month of each other. Cool. Every week. So we have every week a birthday and Mother's Day stuck in the middle of that. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. So you're... Um, I think we're going to have one birthday you're, for the you're, first time. You're April, March, so April, May. May? Mine? Mine's May 2nd. Ah, so right close to Mother's yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah. So right, so it's like my... my daughter's is first it starts off on the 25th so then it goes you know just hers mine my other daughter and then my husband brings up the rear on on by the time we get to mine everybody's sick of birthdays (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it, it happens to me the same way. It's, for, it's so funny. In my household, um, my daughter and my oldest son, they are a day apart. Oh, four so years. My dad and I are a day apart. A day apart, four years. And then my middle child was born on his father's birthday. Oh. So at this point, I, it got to a point that all of them celebrated when it came to my birthday. It was October, and they all were born closely to each other. Yeah, the yeah. Two, two in August and two in February. So it was like, yeah, like yeah. the whole thing. So, yeah, so we, I've always said when they were little kids, you know, well, maybe we should just have one party for everybody. And, <laughs> you know, like those little kids are like, no. And no. this year is the first year they're like, we should do that. We should just, just, have one part, just have one party for all of us. So if I do that, I'll invite you. <laughs> <laughs> Le digo que, que si tiene hijas, tiene dos hijas, una que va a cumplir 24 años, pero me está diciendo que todas cumplen, toda la familia de ella cumple entre abril y finales de mayo. Es la última, en mayo, el, el 2 de mayo. Y me dice que es interesante que cuando ya van a celebrar el cumpleaños de ella, todo el mundo está cansado de cumpleaños porque toda la familia lo ha celebrado, ¿verdad? Eh, eh, le digo yo que es lo mismo en mi familia. En mi familia, los dos varones, do, eh, un varón nació el día del cumpleaños de papá y el, mi hija y el, el, ¿cómo se llama? Y el varón más grande cumplen cuatro años de diferencia, pero el, un día detrás del otro. Así que simple y sencillamente, la, cuando me tocaba celebrar mi cumpleaños, me tocaba a mí sola, <ríe> porque estaban todos celebrando el cumpleaños. Alison, yeah. we're going to talk about the, the, the issue of the media. I'm, I know that, 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 you know, promoting your magazine is going to be for me something that is going to be from the heart, because basically I love, I read the articles, In February, I was reading it and I love them. So that means this is going to grow on paper soon. That's okay, what we I hope so. Yep, that's, where, that's what that's I can we're see. After. Mm -hmm. I'm visualizing that suddenly it's going to be more more tech soon because you're having a lot of people now that they're, you know, are approaching you because they feel that eventually it, you're you're like like Margie, a trustful sources. Well, you know I, I mean? hope that. And not mm -hmm. only that, and people that are going to go ahead and fight for the community and the rights. Margie is a, a good example of that for seven or eight years doing this. And then, and, and, I, and I, I know that, you know, I, I was hugging her yesterday and I say, there's somebody that I can trust is her, you know, because I feel that she's my mama. She's able <laughs> to tell me, hey, Jenny, you know, you're doing this wrong or this right. And it's not only to talk about Margie, but it's just making sure that the partnership between you two is well deserved. Oh, It is you. for the community. We need that. Yeah, well, that's the reason why you asked me, why did I start it? Exactly. I, because when I moved, you know, I've moved all over the place mm -hmm. and we came here. I two, two reasons. One, and first and foremost, I wanted to get connected with my community mm -hmm. because I want this is my home and now I'm not going to leave. And mm -hmm. so always before when we moved, Your kids, if they're in school, that kind of helps you meet some people. But now my kids are grown. Right? Exactly. And I'm like, okay, what can I do that's going to help me meet people? That's exactly. going to get me out in, in, in meeting people in the community. And nothing does it better than this. <laughs> you know, Hey, between the Chambers of Commerce, between mm -hmm. Montgomery County Women's Association, between, mm -hmm. you know, going to every single gala, yeah. every single... You, you, you can't, can't do it all. But, you can't do it all, but... but, but the many, yes, it's, you know, you know a, a, lot of, a lot of different things going on. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on in Montgomery County, so... Um, yeah, and between Margie and I, we're pretty busy trying you know, to... Oh, hello. I, mm. I think that I'm going to every meeting that I can, and I see Margie every time I see her. Oh. They're like, I'm like, hello. <laughs> we see each other all the time because she we're in the me, same meetings. Just, I'm exhausted. I go, you should be. <laughs> oh, she, she, she. But yeah. I think, a, I, I want to ask her one of these days, did she really sleep? I don't think she no. really sleep lately. She hasn't yeah, sleep There's some all. people who don't need as much sleep than others, and I don't think she needs as much as me. <laughs> 
but then the partnership between you two is is amazing but at the same time i want to make sure that we start this i'm going to interview her and i'm going to interview you now because you guys saw what was america before in the media and what is america now mm. in the media yeah it's changed a lot so when i first started my career i'm going to date myself going it was in 1989 Okay. Vamos a hablar sobre eso porque ella es periodista y yo quería traerla porque ella nos va a dar a nosotros el feedback de lo que está pasando ahorita mismo, de cuando ella comenzó a cuando está pasando ahorita mismo, para que ustedes se den cuenta que también traigo esa información. Ok, Yeah, so I, I graduated. My first job was as a nightside weekend reporter in Spokane, Washington. Spokane, you yeah, Spokane, at the, ABC, at the ABC affiliate. And it, yeah, that was uh, in 88, 89, because I started right. Okay, 88, 89, I was mm -hmm. in college in American yeah. University. So I, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. go ahead. I know. So, so, so it did that. And then I actually um, did documentaries with the PBS station. So, so you're working document. with PBS yeah, as well. Yeah, through the, through, the, through the regional program, I actually got a couple of my um, stories picked up nationally because I did some on Mount St. Helens. I, it was a very, you know, diverse, diverse. type of topic. And, exactly. And um, that actually, when writing the documentaries, you get to spend more time with the subject matter. Mm -hmm. And so I would do live shows in, in the studio every month because I had a, had a show kind of kind of like you mine was called at issue <laughs> <laughs> and it did all the local happenings in the community and then I got to work on longer you know documentaries that would you know take up to a year or more and uh, so yeah Mount St. Helens is is uh, one that started me on a journey of did several on volcanoes and I got to travel the world we went around the, the you know it's uh Popocatépetl and Mount Pinatubo and so you went all over we the place to for yeah. to to watch, found watch volcanoes explode. <laughs> you went, that's interesting. <laughs> so we were well, basically what we did was we after I did the thing the the first documentary on Mount St. Helens and I was talking to a lot of geologists, I learned that we weren't really prepared for any of our west coast volcanoes if they erupted okay uh, where, where the communities are at and and so i went to other communities that had active volcanoes to see how they dealt with they it prepared, and to exactly. see what types of things i could you know extrapolate Extract between the two. okay and so um and yeah and i that was the one time i wrote a grant and the station manager said you can go as far as that grant takes you so we did it on a shoestring i mean i i In Mexico City, I got a ride from the Mexico City police in their helicopter. They flew. <laughs> Hold on one second. They yeah, didn't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Esta señora es increíble. Ella comenzó en 1988-89 trabajando como periodista en Washington, en una, una de las televisoras allí. Y de allí comenzó a hacer programas con PBS la public service es eh, 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 el sistema público de, de televisor que muchos de nosotros en nuestros países todavía lo tenemos PBS ok este y entre ellos tuvo el, eh, la oportunidad de hacer un programa que se llamaba Mount St. Helens ok que básicamente hablaba sobre los volcanes 
y las erupciones de los volcanes y se fue por todos lados del mundo a hablar y ver sobre lo que el efecto de los volcanes y las comunidades y resultó ser que se dio cuenta de que en los Estados Unidos, en el área volcanosa o de toda la cordillera donde están los volcanes, las comunidades que están alrededor de los volcanes no están preparadas en caso de que alguno de los volcanes erupte, erupte pues eruptar el volcán, saca la lava y mata a un montón de gente, porque no hay, no hay un tipo de, de ayuda para esas comunidades. Se fue a estudiar aquellas comunidades que sí tienen ese tipo de ayuda y que saben que cuando viene el volcán o a eruptar, tienen que irse del pueblo. Ok, se fue a México y en México Dice que la policía agarró el helicóptero y entonces en eso quedamos. El helicóptero la comienza a llevar por todos los, eh, el área de los volcanes de México. O sea, should you went into the police officers and they just, well, they give you a right in their No, <laughs> not exactly. But what I did was, I, I was, I was, through the USGS, the US Geological Survey okay, here yes, in the okay. United States, they put me in in contact with their counterparts in Mexico. In Mexico. And so when I got there with them, we didn't have the money to rent a helicopter. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, so because your they arranged. Because really close. They, yes, very small. <laughs> and so they arranged for us to uh, ride. That's what, it, was, it was really funny because when I was a little kid, my parents drove from uh, Michigan. We lived very briefly in Michigan. And my dad, you know, it's like, he wanted to go to the Olympics uh -huh. in 1968. So we drove from Michigan all the way down to Mexico City. Wow. My entire family. So the seven of us in the family truckster. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. We, we drove down and camped along the way uh, until exactly. we got to Mexico City. And then my mother had written letters to a, a family in Mexico that the, you know, they told us uh, these people are willing to rent you their, their, their apartment. So we had no idea where we were staying and what we were doing. Exactly. And so we went down and stayed in it. And then when I went back again mm -hmm. for the volcano show, uh, I, the, volcan the, the helicopter picked us up in the stadium parking lot. So that's the same stadium parking lot that I went to as a toddler. And I remember that's one of my oh, very... Oh, so basically you go back to the same place. It was the exact place. same place. I didn't know that when we went down there. This is just, they arranged like, oh, you know what? We're going to pick, the helicopter is going to pick you up at the Olympic Stadium. And, the, okay. and all I remember as a little kid is like all of the beautiful mosaics that they had on the outside of the building uh -huh. and walking forever across, you know, bricks, cobblestones. Exactly. And, and I was just amazed by it. I was only, you know, what, three years old, but I remember that. And okay, y esta dándome a relucir que el Departamento de Sismología de los Estados Unidos habló con ella y le dijo, ¿sabes qué? Como tienes el gran, un, gran, un, gran, un préstamo pequeño que tenían, que le habían dado para poder hacer estos estudios, ella le toca ir a México y le dice, bueno, te vamos a poner en contacto con nuestro counterpart, o sea, la persona que está en México trabajando con, lo, con el sistema de sismología que hay para que ellos puedan ayudarte y veas los volcanes, pero no tenían la plata para rentar un helicóptero. Entonces, ella se recuerda que cuando estaba joven, en 1968, su papá, su mamá de Michigan, manejaron con todos los chiquillos y se fueron todos hasta México. Y llegaron, estaban encampando desde, desde Michigan, todos en cada rato escampaban y paraban y dormían y no sé qué, y seguían hasta, hasta México. Cuando llegan a México, llegan a este lugar, en México, donde hay una, un campo 
de grande y hay unos mosaicos y unas cosas afuera, pero ella se recuerda muy vagamente de eso. Claro, estaba muy chiquita. Resulta ser que el helicóptero que le iba a recoger a ella estaba en el mismo lugar donde ella iba llegando después, muchísimos años después, para hacer una investigación sobre este, lo que son los, los daños de los, este, eh, 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 los volcanes en, que, que afectan el área de, 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 de nuestras cordilleras. Ok, so you went there, you were like, whoof, yeah. started taking pictures. It's like, it's like, I remember it much bigger. That's <laughs> Dice que se acuerda que era como muy grande para ella. Yeah, because you were tiny. I was, so. I was little. I was like, wow. But it was, it, that was a very, you know, just a very cool thing that, that the, to reconnect years later. To, exactly. And, exactly. And, and see that. And, and know, have that kind of experiences adult. as a journalist, you know, going yeah. everywhere. Yeah, no, when you got into that aircraft. Yes. In the thing. What? The Mexico has one of the worst areas of, you know, and they're prepared for that. And they keep, you know, people keep going back and living in the same areas that the volcanoes are. I'm not understanding that. Uh, Do you, were you able to go to the... Exactly. You went yes. to the Popocatepe. Oh, yes. oh my God. Yeah, we did. And it actually erupted while we were there. So not when we were flying. <laughs> and that's, and that was <laughs> the good thing because the whole time we were flying, the, we got to fly over and take pictures because I needed pictures of the vol volcano okay. aerial because uh -huh. it's a big mountain. Exactly. And uh, in Japan, we were able to drive around the mountain we went to in a day because it's a small mountain. Exactly. But uh, I needed aerials, you know, in, in exactly. Mexico and also in the Philippines. And the, in the Philippines, it was the Air Force. We were in the we had the door open on the side of a Huey and we, I was holding on to my photographer to get pictures. Poor you. <laughs> that poor photographer. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm up for anything, man. So you enjoy your world. I love over my there. work. That's yes, right. yes. I love Ella it. le gustó mucho su experiencia. Se va a Popocatépetl y toma las fotos y dice que eruptó el, 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 el Popocatépetl cuando estuvo en esa área. Claro, cuando estaba volando no pudo tomar las fotos que necesitaba tomar para poder hacer el, el, el trabajo. Y dice que le fascinó mucho. Le tocó ir a Japón, a Japón, perdón, y en Japón cuando agarró, dice que en Japón era más fácil porque en la montaña, el, el, el volcán era muy, mucho más pequeño y en un momento se podía tomar las fotos y estaba ahí. Pero dice que en Filipinas le tocó el avión con la puerta abierta y que tenía que agarrar al camarógrafo para que el camarógrafo tomara las fotos. Y bueno, que fue un relajo increíble. Dice que le gustó muchísimo su experiencia trabajando como, como este, eh, periodista y dar este tipo de recursos a la, a la humanidad, porque eso queda grabado. ¿Me explico? Dice, you were giving... You were giving that information to the humanity, basically, because anybody that will see that show will be able to understand what's going on. And at the same time, will be prevented, you know, prevented, do prevention. That, that's something that, you know. It, so, yeah, the, you know, the trick with documentaries is that you have to entertain people. Exactly. And that the, you, you're, you're educating them at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. The, and that's, if you can tell a story around it. Exactly. Then you can. It's easier. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, so what I, that's what I am all, I the want, storytelling part. I want to picture this now. Yeah. And I want to say this. And I want to picture now what's mm -hmm. going on with media right now. Okay. That you have, that you have, you know, I'm going to talk, I'm going to take a break, but we're going to go, coming back on the second segment, we're going to go ahead and talk about 19. I'm sorry, 2020 till now, okay. or what's going on with the media and how this has impacted you and everybody around us, because not only us, you know. Eh, voy a tomar un break eh, porque vamos a dejar pasar eh, comerciales, pero cuando vengamos vamos a hablar, no de 1988-89, vamos a hablar ahorita de 20 al 23, que es lo que está pasando con lo que es la producción 
de, de lo que es cualquier tipo de documental o cualquier cosa que salga al aire, qué es lo que está pasando y cómo los periodistas no están diciendo lo que tienen que decir y tienen que hablar como tienen que hablar. Thank you, sir. You can go ahead and take us in a break and we'll be back. Entre unos minutos venimos. Manténgase en tanto. Hi, this is Jenny with Voces en Acción. Let me talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank can help your dream of becoming a homeowner true. The new affordable mortgage program at First Financial Bank can be a great option for those seeking to achieve this dream for themselves and their families. They are here to help you. For more information, call First Financial Bank at 936-439-1800 and discover how First Financial Bank can help you today. That is 936-439-1800. The American dream is at reach at First Financial Bank. Eco Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hola, les habla Jenny de Voces en Acción y voy a hablar sobre un patrocinador de nosotros, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank puede ayudar a cualquiera a hacer realidad un sueño de convertirse en propietarios de una casa. El nuevo programa de hipotecas asequibles de First Financial Bank puede ser una gran opción para quienes buscan alcanzar este sueño para ellos y sus familias. Ellos están aquí para ayudarle. Para obtener más información, llame al 936-439-1800 y descubra cómo First Financial Bank puede ayudarle hoy mismo. El número es 936-439-1800. El sueño americano está al alcance en First Financial Bank. Prestamista de vivienda equitativa, miembro FIDC. Voces en Acción, el programa comunitario que informa a nuestra comunidad latina. Usted puede apoyarnos con su patrocinio, informando, promoviendo y ayudando a nuestra comunidad. ¿Tiene algún comentario? ¿Quiere hablar con nosotros? Podemos escucharle y ayudarle. Llámenos ahora al 832-732-4744. 832-732-4744. Voces en Acción, la verdad en acción. 832-732-4744. 37.44 Thank you for holding and, and being with, with us still. I really appreciate that. I'm having so much fun and I didn't want it to stop, but of course I have to continue. <laughs> uh, our guest, Miss Allison Caterball, she's from, uh, of course, Conroe City Lifestyle Magazine. She's still with us and we're talking about so many things and I'm, I'm, I'm really appreciating my conversation. And believe me, after this, I'm going to probably go into a wine room with her because we're, we, we need to talk. Um, Alison is so wise and we're able to talk about so many things. And I told you guys that, that we're going to be talking now about the media from 2020 now, what's going on and how she sees, what is her perspective and, and, and that we are not blind. There's people that are really looking into it. There's a lot of media, like, um, for example, Carrie Lake, one of my favorite ones. She, she's very straightforward. And there's a lot of uh, media anchors that have just walked away because there's a lot of things going on. But at the same time, it's for us to open our eyes. And I want to open the eyes of the Hispanic community. They're too involved in that black box, and they need to stop it. Um, tell me. What uh, happened? <clears throat> with my career, you mean? No, 
What happened? Or, or in the, with con- the world. With the world. Okay. So, <laughs> well. Your career, your career keeps going, that's a, girl. That's a big question you're asking, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I think what you're asking is, has the media changed? A lot. The, and it has. And um, so when I first started out, I was very wide-eyed and optimistic and believed everything I'd learned in school about not being biased and that... Stop it there. Estamos con ella nuevamente y se me olvidó traducir en español. Alison está conmigo. Estamos hablando sobre lo que es el, el efecto de la, de, de la telecomunicación, radio, televisión, podcast y todo, desde el 2020 hasta la fecha. ¿Qué es lo que está pasando en el mundo? Eso es lo que estamos hablando. Ella va a ir de vuelta al tiempo de cuando ella estaba trabajando y qué es lo que fue lo que le pasó a ella para que ella se saliera como muchas personas, como Carrie Lake, como muchos, muchos, un montón de ellos se han salido. ¿Por qué? Porque está pasando algo y queremos que usted cierre la caja negra, que es la que tiene la televisión, y comience a averiguar qué es lo que está pasando. Go ahead now. So, I'll, I'll just tell you one story. There's always been, as far as bias in the media, it didn't used to be as bad as it is now, but it's always been there. And I'll give you one example. Okay. So when I worked at uh, the KXLY affiliate in Spokane, Washington, I told you I, you know, worked the weekends. And when I worked the weekends, I came in early and manned the phones before I went out to do my story because exactly. there was like, you know, four people doing the news. Doing the news. Exactly. That, <laughs> like that was it. I had to do lots That's of things. That's it. Right? Exactly. And, and you so, act as a receptionist, yeah, payroll, yeah. do everything at the same time, you know. Exactly. exactly. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I got a phone call. And this phone call happened to be from the owner of all the McDonald's in Spokane, Washington. Okay. The franchise owner. Okay. And I was like, what are you doing calling me? And he said, I do not want you to do a story about those protesters at the McDonald's. And I said, you know, I was very idealistic. I said, there's a protest at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> you were not even aware. No, I want, well, it's, hey, it's the weekend, slow news, man. Let's, let's, let's get that story told. And, and he's like, I do not want you to do a story. And I said, well, sir, I'm not aware of any story going on. But, you know, if there's, if there's 100 people protesting outside McDonald's, we're going to go check it out. I'm calling the station manager. Click. So he hangs up. And I immediately start calling around to see if there's a protest. <laughs> there wasn't. There wasn't a protest. I don't know where he got his information, but it wasn't even correct. But in the meantime, my phone rings again. Now, I am just above an intern, basically. I mean, I, I'm on the air. I do I do. Yeah, stories, but you're nobody. But got, We're no, nobody. nobody. We're in a pool. Sasaki. I'm nobody. And the station manager mm-hmm. is on the phone. Oh, my God. You're and in trouble. Yeah, and, and he, he says, I just got a call from one of our biggest advertisers. What is going Ay, on? Ay, <laughs> And so... You uh, got fired? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what, what he said was, he goes, you know, what's going on? And I told him. He goes, well, okay, don't... Uh, here, I still remember his exact words were, if I were in your moccasins... I would not do a story about a protest at McDonald's. Okay. And I said, okay, we're not planning on it. There isn't one going on. But, you know, I really didn't think it was right for that advertiser to call and try and influence our newsroom that way. That was my mistake. 
Ay, 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 because you're telling. Oh, oh yeah. God. I taught, and I was like, because I, you know, full of ideas. Or... Yeah, your day went, went ballistic with the, with the big guy. Okay, estamos hablando de eso. Ella trabajaba en KXOY en Spokane, Washington. Era la, la, la televisora en ese tiempo, en los 1980 y pico, y ella comenzó en, esa, en ese tiempo ahí a hacerlo. Y eh, un día. Eh, las emisoras cuando son pequeñas en pequeños pueblos, eh, usualmente la persona que hace la, la, la anchor, le toca hacer también contestar teléfonos, o le toca hacer perro, lo que le toca hacer, le toca trabajar porque eran cuatro o cinco personas nada más en la emisora. Y le, le tocó contestar los teléfonos y llamó el, uno de los advertisers más grandes que había en ese tiempo en ese pueblo, eh, que era de la cadena de McDonald's. Eh, el señor la llamó y contestó ella y le dijo directamente, yo no quiero que tú hagas ningún tipo de entrevistas o ningún tipo de show referente a la cadena de McDonald's eh, por los protestantes que están en estos momentos afuera, más de 100 de ellos. No quiero que se haga esto, eh, que no quería que saliera al aire ningún show sobre eso. Y ella le dijo, señor, pero a mí no me han dicho nada al respecto y, y si hay algo así, nosotros tenemos que ir a averiguar qué es lo que está pasando. El hombre le dijo, bueno, no te preocupes, yo voy a hablar con el, el, el dueño de la emisora. Así que le tiró el teléfono y automáticamente él fue a hablar con el dueño de la emisora y está en el teléfono, fue y averiguó y resultó que no había ninguna protesta, que no había nada. No había nadie afuera del McDonald's, nada sino protesta ni nada por el estilo. Resulta ser que en lo que ella está averiguando suena el teléfono y es el dueño de la emisora. Y automáticamente le dijo, eh, señorita, si yo fuera usted y sus mocasines, ¿ok?, se los pongo claramente, usted no va a hacer ningún tipo de entrevista al respecto con lo que se refiere a uno de los más grandes este, patrocinadores de la, de la emisora, que es McDonald's. No se le ocurra. Y ella le contesta, ok, es que no hay nada en estos momentos, pero ¿por qué? Si supuestamente hay que decir la verdad de lo que está pasando en la emisora. Yo no, creo, no puedo creer que una persona que sea dueño de McDonald's o sea, influencie a lo que es la, la verdad en, 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 en la emisora, eso le costó el trabajo prácticamente. O sea, porque ella le estaba diciendo al dueño de la emisora que básicamente él tenía que ser claro con la evidencia y con lo que es la verdad. You're telling him in his face. You're not, you're not being clear. You're not being well, honest. Uh, and you need to say the truth if something is happening. So that's why he got offended. Uh, yeah, he, he was not happy to say, to say the least. But... Um, the point w why I tell that story is, is to say it's always been there to some degree. Okay, perfect. To some degree. Dice que esto lo puso como ejemplo para que veamos que el, el, el mensaje de comunicación siempre bloqueado, mensaje de comunicación bloqueado siempre ha existido en los centros de comunicación de la televisión, de la radio y de todo. Los jefes dicen no y tú no puedes sacarlo. Eso, eso siempre existió. So what happened? So, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you <laughs> back then, uh -huh. if this had been a story of importance, you would have had the people in charge, not me, uh -huh. you know, because you were an intern. I was, an, exactly. you know, I was, I was a newly hired exactly. reporter and, uh -huh. and with no clout. But the news director and the station manager exactly. would have gone to turn, gone you know, to gone to head over exactly. something like you. They would have had that conversation. Like if the news director had said that, it would have been listened to 
and they would have come to terms exactly. on how this should be handled. Exactly. Okay. So as my career has gone forward, mm -hmm. there has been other instances where as companies are back then, so I'm going to jump now to, uh, it was for ABC. Okay. And I was in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I felt that the story that they had sent me out on really wasn't a story. And um, I was able to, even as a freelancer, I was able to call the, the LA desk and mm -hmm. say, this really isn't a story. I don't feel that we should be doing this. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they were doing it is because it was tied into ABC had just been bought by Disney. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Disney was coming out with Pearl Harbor, the movie. Uh-huh. And they, this was a way of them to talk about their movie in primetime news hour. Wow. Which is so uh... the, the people at the news desk already had a problem with it. They were not liking it. And then I came back to them and said, this really isn't a story because this person, you know, it's, it's a long story. So I won't yeah, exactly. Thing, but but um, I don't think we should do this. Mm -hmm. And they went and took the fight and said, we shouldn't do this. This truly isn't a story. Mm -hmm. This is manufactured. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the San Francisco police were doing extra patrols. And I, you know, I was supposed to be covering these extra patrols mm -hmm. around the movie theater. And so I and asked them, when are you doing those? When do you want us to? Oh, so I was like, the, no, this is not how manipulated this is. completely. Exactly. So, but I got that story killed. Exactly. So it did not. Make it did news. not went in. It did exactly. not go on, and that's how it should work. Is Be that when you discover this, it's like, oh wait, this isn't really this what fake. you want. This right. is not fake news. Exactly. So if you take so. You might translate that, then I'll move on to the next okay. no. Ella se fue a trabajar eh, mucho después en San Francisco con ABC. Y este, ABC ha sido, había sido comprada por Disney. Disney en San Francisco compró en la emisora. Y automáticamente ella trabajaba como independ eh, reportera independiente. Okay? Y había una película que estaba haciendo Disney que era sobre... Eh, el incidente de Pearl Harbor eh, y era una, una película que iba a salir al aire. Ellos querían que eso fuera el, la en medio de las noticias, en todo Prime, donde está todo el mundo viendo, que saliera el clip sobre la historia de la película que Disney iba a hacer eh, de Pearl Harbor. Y ella investigó la información y básicamente le dijo a la emisora, yo no lo voy a hacer, yo no hago ese tipo de... Porque no está siendo verídica la información. Ella investigó todo lo que estaba. Thank you for listening to this program on Lone Star Community Radio. We had to cut it short due to time constraints. If you're interested in listening or watching the entire program, please visit the show page on www.irlonestar.com. If you're interested in being a guest, sponsoring a program, or getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, Contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com.